Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Well, Psalm 24, starting at the first verse through the complete chapter. Can we stand please? The earth shields the Lord, the filling of the world, and they that dwell therein it. For he had founded upon the sea, he had stabbed it upon the flood. Who shall ascend in the hills of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor the sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is a generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up. Ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in balance. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up. Ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory, Selah. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, mercy, holy God, we come one more morning. Come thanking you for blessing us to be able to come out to the house of prayer one more morning. God, we pray for those ones that are sick and not able to get well, but we know that you are able to bless them, dear Heavenly Father. Bless everyone here today. Bless the man that's going to speak the word today, Heavenly Father. Bless us and keep us and guide us and show us the way, Heavenly Father. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, family. It's so good to see you today. Can we start by giving God some praise? He has been so good and so awesome. And, woo, yes. I'm just glad to see. Oh, hello, hello. I'm just glad to see your smiling faces. Okay, here, not that heavy thing. We're going to all together give God praise together. The words will be probably on the screen, hopefully. And I want everybody to join in. Because this, is, has he done anything for you? Is he your lion of Judah? So put your hands together and sing with us. Lion of Judah, Lion of Judah, you are my Lord and King, you are my Lord and King, Lion of Judah, Lion of Judah, you reign over everything, reign over everything, Lion of Judah. 
you're breathing, give God some kind of praise. He is our great Savior. He has brought us safely through another week. He has allowed us to see the beginning of a new one, and for that we're grateful. Is anybody grateful just to be here? And if you're not here, are you grateful just to be watching online? God is good to us, and we give him all the praise. You may be seated. Welcome to those who are worshiping here in the sanctuary. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We are grateful. We don't take it for granted. Uh, you could not have told us three years ago that there would be uh, a whole lot of Sundays that we wouldn't be able to come together for worship, but we're here now, and we're grateful. And to those who are watching online who are not able to be with us here in the sanctuary, the majority of us are still online. We welcome you as well. We are grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually. We are grateful for the people behind the technology who make that possible each and every week. To everybody, whether you're in person or online, welcome. If you are here in the sanctuary and you are visiting, we would love to know who you are. We'd love to see you. If you don't mind and if you're able, would you stand so that we can welcome you officially? God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, there are some people standing. Would you make them feel welcome? Come on, let's sing to them. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of So glad you came and saw his name that's lifted up together. Thank God we're here from far and near the Lord. observations at this point and then we will uh, continue on with our worship experience. Don't forget that today uh, immediately after service will be dinner with pastor thank you. Uh, dinner with pastor and lady C for new members um, we haven't done one of these since uh, the pandemic started in 2019 so if you have joined uh, well yeah if you have joined any of 2020, any of 2021, or any of 2022 thus far, you are welcome uh, to dinner this afternoon. My understanding is we're going to be outside under the tent just across the parking lot. So uh, put your jacket on and uh, come on across the lot and, uh, and eat with us. And those of us who are here in the sanctuary, uh, try not to be distracted 
by the smell of the barbecue that uh, that they put right by that door. Just so that. Um, the service for Sister Eunice Andrews um, will be tomorrow at 11 o'clock here at the church with a viewing at 10. Uh, if you would, uh, let's keep that family in your prayer support with your presence if possible and most definitely with your prayers, Ms. Riri and, uh, and her siblings and, uh, and Ms. Porter. Uh, let's keep that family in our prayers. On next Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock, we will go to worship with the St. James Miracle Temple on MacArthur Avenue. I'll be preaching. Uh, the choir will be ministering in song next Sunday at 5 o'clock. Uh, come and support if you can. As a matter of fact, um, next Sunday begins for us a marathon November. Um, we have uh, several runouts, I call them. Uh, but we're going to be fellowshipping with, with several churches during the month. There is a flyer with all the dates on them uh, that's in the lobby. You can grab it on your way out. Uh, but certainly, if you would support with your presence, I would appreciate it. We will have Marathon November, and then we will rest in December, all right? Um, thank you all who participated in the sock drive. Mount Calvary was able to... Uh, to collect and turn over to So Loved Ministries, 662 pair of socks. Thank you so much. Uh, those will be delivered, or they have been uh, actually delivered to uh, homeless shelters and uh, local schools, uh, places where those socks are needed. And ministers, thank you so much for going over to help with the sorting of all the, all the socks that were collected all over the city last week. Uh, your presence and your uh, your ministry was much appreciated. Thank you. If you would just uh, say a prayer for Minister McClure this morning. He's preaching uh, at the Youth Sunday uh, over in Columbus at Union Grove. Uh, probably as we speak, he's getting up. Ministry leaders, uh, just a, uh, a word. Remember the deadline for your 2023 calendars and budgets was a couple of weeks ago. Um, and um, I have only received calendars from six ministries. Um, and I need you all to stay on task so I can stay on task so we can be ready come January 1, all right? Uh, if you haven't um, turned your stuff in, please turn that in. I won't ask you to work on the Lord's Day, but certainly by tomorrow. Would you keep Annette Butler Myers in your prayer? Her mother, uh, Miss Gloria, uh, had brain surgery. Um, they have some decisions to make, um, and and uh, just just keep that family in your prayers, would you? Also, Miss Tina Lee's husband, um, William, he is uh, he has taken a turn. And uh, hospice is coming to the house, and she has solicited our prayers for her uh, and for her husband uh, during this time. Keep Miss Tina Lee in your prayers. We want to resume um, choir rehearsals. Uh, the choir hasn't rehearsed in about three years, but um, we want to resume those rehearsals, and we want to resume them this week, this Thursday at 6 o'clock. Uh, 6.30, thank you. This Thursday at 6.30. Um, soon, prayerfully, we'll have a new director of music and worship arts. 
Um, the personnel team is doing some interviews this week of, uh, of the three candidates that there are, and, uh, and hopefully they'll have some news for us shortly. But in the meantime, we, we want to get ready to bring the choir back for real. Um, Y'all forgive me, this is just personal preference, but, um, but I'm ready to bring the choir back. Y'all remember when, and forgive the nostalgia, but, um, you know, praise teams are okay. God bless them. Um, but I'm, I'm ready for the choir choir, you know, where you had a, uh, and I promise I won't make them march down the aisle or anything. <laughs> but you will have robes. You're going to have robes. Though. <laughs> um, anybody who's interested, anybody who's interested, um, whether you whether you consider yourself a professional singer or not, if you're interested, come Thursday night. No, ma'am, Miss Stephanie. Wait. We'll talk and pray. We'll talk and pray. Anybody who's interested, come Thursday night. Um, see what it's like. See what it's about. Uh, but we're we're ready for the for the choir uh, to come back in full force. All right. Ah, yes. Um, this Saturday, Mount Calvary will host the Western Union Baptist District Association um, quarterly session. That is um, the our district for our denominational work. Um, Sunday school, pardon me, Sabbath school will still take place at 9.15 in the atrium. All right, uh, Mount Calvary Sabbath School will take place in the atrium at 9.15. Uh, if you are uh, coming to the Western Union session, uh, that will begin at 9 o'clock. Uh, there will be a registration table, and you, can, uh, you will get further instruction there. I believe that's all I have. Is Brandon Jordan here? Brandon Jordan? All right. Turn to John chapter 11, would you? John chapter 11. Is that the key of F? I am troubled, yet not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair, cause I'm a vessel full of With a treasure none can compare. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed I'm 
a vessel full of power with a treasure from the Lord. So thank you, Father. For your power, it has resurrected me. I'm a vessel full of power. And I've got a treasure from the Lord. Bruised and battered, but not broken. Born in sin, but from sin set free cause I'm a vessel full of Holy Ghost power I've got a treasure from the Lord thank you Father for your power it has resurrected me over painful circumstances that my poor soul could not flee I've been bruised and battered but I'm not broken I was born in sin but thank God from sin I'm free I'm a vessel full of power and I've got a treasure hidden in me come on say it with me thank you father for your power it has resurrected me over painful circumstances that my poor soul could not flee.
John 14. John chapter 11, I'm sorry. At verse 4. Hallelujah. I'm a vessel full of Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. <laughs> I've got a treasure hidden in me. John 11, verse 4. Thank you. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. That's all. Verse 4 of chapter 11 of John. You may be seated. This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory. So that God's son may be glorified through it. Today we wrap up our study of the miracles of Jesus as recorded by John in his gospel. There are seven miracles that John records. The wedding at Cana, you remember when Jesus turned water into wine. There was the healing in John chapter 4 of the royal official's son. The healing of the, uh, the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. Feeding over 5,000 with fish and loaves of bread walking on water. You all remember and the healing of the man born blind. And then this week we come to the seventh of those miracles when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And John tells us in the last chapter of his gospel, just by way of reminder, chapter 20, that what he recorded was not an exhaustive list of everything that Jesus did. Um... There were many other signs, John said, that Jesus performed in the presence of his disciples. But these were written, he wrote these seven, so that you may believe that Jesus is who he says he is. That he is the Messiah, the Son of God, the Anointed One, the only begotten of the Father. And John says, so that by believing you may have life in his name. And so to that end, John introduces us here in chapter 11 to a man named Lazarus, a man from the town of Bethany. We meet Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. And the circumstance under which we meet them is one of desperation. Because apparently, Lazarus is sick. He is really sick. He is sick enough to die. And so the sisters send word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Did you catch that? 
the way the sisters send word to Jesus, they only refer to Jesus, I'm sorry, they only refer to Lazarus as the one Jesus loves. John is very clear about the relationship that Lazarus and Mary and Martha have with Jesus. Uh, they, they are indeed in relationship. Not only do Mary and Martha send word like that in verse 3, but then just so that we're clear in verse 5, John says, in case you missed it, in case you didn't hear me two verses ago, Jesus, Mary, and Martha and Lazarus, they are all in relationship. He loved each one of them. And he loved all of them. He loved them dearly. He loved them affectionately. He loved them unconditionally. I know I'm in the text because the word that is used in that verse in the Greek is agape. Um, it is love with no strings attached. It's the kind of love that gives and not takes. It is the kind of love that is patient and kind. The kind of love that doesn't envy or brag or boast. The kind of love that won't let them dishonor one another. It is the kind of love that is not self-seeking or easily angered. It's the kind of love that doesn't keep any record of wrong, that bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus and can I tell you something all that love that Jesus had for Mary and Martha and Lazarus does not keep them from going through he love loves them and it doesn't exempt them from trouble. They are not going through in spite of his love. They are going through with his love. And may I just offer parenthetically that Jesus' love does not keep us out of trouble. God's love for us does not keep us away from difficulty. His love doesn't mean that we will never have to endure the challenges that life on earth brings. As a matter of fact, even with his love, we still have to go through some things. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself said, John 16, 33, In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome it. We're troubled on every side, yet not we're distressed. We're perplexed. We're not in despair. We're persecuted. We're not forsaken. We're cast down. We're not destroyed. His love does not keep us out of trouble. But the good news is the fact that he loves them means that they can call him in trouble. Is there anybody in this sanctuary who knows that you have a savior? that you can tell all your troubles to? <laughs> Anybody watching online who's just grateful that Jesus is on the main line, as Deacon Tucker used to say it, and you can tell him what you want. Mary and Martha send word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. And the Bible says, when Jesus heard this, Jesus said this sickness will not end in death. Check this out. It is for God's 
glory so the so God's son may be glorified through it and that's what I want to talk about for a little while today I want to preach for this from this subject for his glory would you say that for his glory Jesus said this sickness is not unto death it is for God's glory that my brothers and sisters is a hard pill to swallow and it flies in the face of what you heard on Christian television and it flies in the face of what you've heard preached in pulpits everywhere. I've heard it too. I've, I've heard well-meaning saints say, God can't get no glory out of me being sick. And then start blaming the sickness on the devil. And don't get me wrong. We do have biblical precedent of infirmities caused by evil spirits. Right? There was a woman with the, with the spirit of infirmity who had been bent over for 18 years, couldn't stand up straight at all. Yes, there are, there are sicknesses that are directly demonic, but there is nothing in this passage, Jesus gives no indication at all of anything demonic at work. As a matter of fact, he says, this sickness is for God's glory. That, wow, that, that's, that's, that's hard. That is hard because what that means is from the beginning, God had a plan which included, God have mercy, Lazarus getting sick. Um... And because we have a misunderstanding of the word of God and because we misquote scripture. Y'all remember back when Joseph when he was sold by his brothers into slavery and ended up in prison and ended up, ended up eventually in the palace and had to help his brothers out and he said according, according to the text what he said was what you meant for evil And what we misquote is, we then say, God turned it for good. But I invite you to look at the text. The text does not say God turned it for good. It says what you meant for evil, God meant for good. While you thought you were putting me in a pit to take me down, you were putting me in a pit to raise me up. And I can't get into it. You'll have to read about it in my fifth book after I retire. <laughs> Lazarus is sick on purpose. They're going through on purpose. This sickness will end with God getting the glory. It isn't the result of sin. It's not the result of the devil. 
God himself is trying to accomplish something. He has a bigger picture in mind. He wants to make believers out of some people. And so he allows Lazarus to go through this for his glory. Now let me make some observations of the text and we'll be on our way. We'll go get some of that good barbecue. First of all, number one, here it is. Y'all ready? My emergency is not his emergency. <laughs> I want Jesus to panic because I'm panicked. Check out Jesus' reaction to the news he gets about Lazarus. First of all, he declares that this sickness is not unto death, but notice what he does next about the situation. You ready for this? Nothing. He stays put. He stays where he is. And although there is no request in the message that he gets from the sisters, certainly they were expecting him to do or say something about Lazarus' situation before it got worse. Remember, they are in relationship with Jesus. They know Jesus. They, they, they more than likely have heard that he changed water to wine. That They, they probably knew what he did back at Cana. They, they probably had heard about the lame man at Bethesda. They probably heard about the 5,000 men that he fed with five barley loaves and two small fish and the man born blind. They, 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 they know this. They are not strangers with Jesus and they, they think they need him to do something right now. Whether he comes or whether he just sends the word like he did for the royal official's son. Whatever the case, Lazarus is sick and dying and we need you to do something right now. text says Jesus stayed put for two more days time enough to make sure that Lazarus was dead dead <laughs> in Jewish tradition in about three days for about three days they thought the spirit of the person would hang out somewhere close to the body just in case it got to go back in. And so Jesus, a good Jewish person, waits until day four. He ain't coming back. Time enough to make sure that Lazarus is dead and buried and starting to stink. This situation has gone from bad to worse, from sickness to death. At least they had a little hope when they sent him word. Now he's dead and buried. There's no hope at all. He has let the situation deteriorate, decline, fall apart. He was sick, now he's dead and decomposing. He was just sick, now he's stiff and stinking. They send word to Jesus and instead of getting well, Lazarus gets worse. May I speak to someone today who seems to be in that situation? You are in relationship with Jesus 
you know he loves you and you called on his name and you prayed but instead of getting better it seems like your situation is worse now than it has ever been as a matter of fact your situation was just sick now it's dead you used to have some hope about it but Jesus just took too long and now you are disappointed you can't, you can't say it you can't say it but really you're disappointed in him and you are grieving what might have been if he had showed up when you called him but here's the issue how do you put time restraints on a God who lives in eternity how do you hold God in a time frame when he is from everlasting to everlasting how do you keep him on a schedule when he is not bound by time he is not governed by time he governs it he is the same God the same one who stopped the sun so that his people could keep fighting against the enemy and vanquish them and, and so don't be surprised if your deadline is not his deadline okay don't be surprised if your time limit is not his time limit don't be surprised don't be disheartened if your cutoff date is not his cutoff date because your emergency is not his emergency panic is for people who don't have the power When you are in control, there's no reason to panic. I know you get tired of me saying it, but you really can't hurry God. You just have to wait. Trust him and give him time. Y'all can say it at this point. He said, God, you can't hurry, but he'll be there. Don't you worry, he may not come but he's always I would add one word on his time he made Abraham a promise he had to wait 25 years to see Isaac the woman with the issue of blood bled for 12 years the woman with the spirit of infirmity waited 18 years the man by the pool was crippled for 38 years. You know what the Bible says. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He'll strengthen your heart. You know what the Bible says. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Wait on him. My emergency is not his emergency. That's number one. That's, that's a hard truth, but as your pastor, I got to tell you that. Okay? Here's number two. My pain 
is his pain. My emergency is not his emergency, but my pain is his pain. I'm in the text. Let me show you. That's, that's the second observation. No, uh, uh, So he heads toward Bethany, and when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she goes out to meet him, and, and she says to him, if you had been here, if you had come when I called you, my brother wouldn't have died. Do you hear the pain in this cry? Lord, there was hope, but you didn't come when I called you. But I know that even now God hears you and God will give you what you ask for. And look how Jesus engages her in conversation. Your brother's going to get up again. She says, yes, Lord, I know in the resurrection, in the last day. <laughs> oh, honey, you're looking at the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the resurrection for that which is dead and I am the life of all that's living. <laughs> You're talking about waiting to see him at the end but I don't have to wait for what I already am. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me he'll live even though he dies whoever lives and believes shall never die do you believe me he says yes lord i believe you're the you're the christ you're the son of god and i guess she's tired of the conversation and she just leaves she goes to get married the teacher wants you Mary gets up, she runs to Jesus. Nobody knows what she's running out of the house for, so all the people in the, in the, who are in the house, the people that are in the house, they, they, they run after her thinking that she's going to go to the grave to grieve. And she runs out to meet Jesus where he is, and she falls at Jesus' feet, and she says like her sister, because they've probably had conversations together, right? They've probably talked about if Jesus had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. She goes out and she says the same thing that her sister said. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Look at verse 33. Jesus saw her weeping and was troubled in his spirit. Where'd you lay him, Jesus said. He said, come see. And the Bible says, Jesus wept. Because while my emergency may not be his emergency, my pain is his pain. That's, that's the only reason why he would cry. He wouldn't be crying for Lazarus because he knows what he's about to do for Lazarus. He knows that he's going to get Lazarus up. He knows that the only reason Lazarus got sick in the first place was so that he could get him up. Why is Jesus crying when he knows the end from the beginning? Why does he cry when he knows that there's a happy ending? I'll tell you why. He's not weeping for Lazarus. He's weeping because Mary's pain is his pain. 
He is touched by what they're going through. I know I'm in the word. The Bible says we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Yes, we know that he knows everything. Yes, we know that he sees everything that we're going through. But I've come to tell you the story indicates that he more than knows it. He more than sees it. He is touched by it. Just because we have to go through doesn't mean he doesn't care. You weren't like that with your child. You know that your, your child had to get that shot. And so you took him and you set him up on the table. And the nurse came in with the needle. And he got the shot and you cried. You remember what your mama told you. <laughs> Baby, this is going to hurt me. <laughs> More than hurt. I have to teach you the lesson. You've got to understand what I'm trying to teach you. But I don't want you to think that I'm finding pleasure in this. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you because I love you. All that I'm trying to tell you is that your pain is his pain. Yes, he knows the end from the beginning. Yes, he knows that you've got to go through this to be who he called you to be. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't feel your pain. All I'm trying to tell you, every tear you cry, he cares. Every time your heart breaks, he cares. Every sleepless night, he cares. Every waking moment, he cares, so be not dismayed. Whatever betide, God will take care of you beneath his wings of love. Abide. God will take care of you. Number one, my emergency is not his emergency. But number two, my pain is his pain. And number three, and you got to get this, my obstacle is his opportunity. Jesus gets to the cave where Lazarus is and there is a big stone in front of it. He says, somebody move this stone. Martha tries to stop him. Uh, Surely, Lord, we buried him four days ago. Remember when you weren't here? Surely he stinks by now. In other words, Jesus, it's gone too far. He is too far gone. He ain't coming back from this. This is this is too much. Thank you for coming to see about us after the fact. Oh, Martha. It may be too much for you. <laughs> 
but it's not too much for him it may be too big for you but it's not too big for God y'all know I'm not talking about Martha anymore right it may be out of your control but it is not out of his control it may be beyond your power but it's not beyond his power Jesus looks at her Martha didn't I tell you that if you believe you would see the glory and then Jesus lifted up his eyes and said father I thank you that you have heard me I wasn't quite satisfied with that in the King James Version. I figured, uh, because it doesn't really make sense, I, I went back in the story and read it again, right? And, uh, and, and, and then I went to other versions because I thought maybe King James didn't say it right. I thank you that you have heard me in the past tense. That's got to be wrong. I went and looked in other versions and they all said, I thank you that you have heard me in the past tense. So I go back and look in the story some I'm looking for where Jesus had the conversation that God has heard and I don't see any conversation that Jesus could be referring to when he says I thank you that you have heard me could it be that Jesus and God had the conversation before Lazarus got sick I'm just asking could it be could it be that Jesus and God had the conversation before Lazarus was born? All I know is Jesus says at this point I thank you that you have heard me and he wasn't saying it for his sake. The Bible says I always know you hear me. I'm, I'm in the text. Y'all look at it. I always knew you heard me. I'm just saying this so that the people around me will believe that you sent me. And the Bible says he said it with a loud voice. Why are you yelling, Jesus? He did, listen, Lazarus was dead. He couldn't hear him. <laughs> Why are you yelling? Jesus he's not yelling for Lazarus I, I know I know I know I know it makes for good preaching and, and, and if that's what I was trying to do today I would end up at hush hush somebody's calling my right that, that makes for good preaching but Lazarus didn't <laughs> Lazarus did not need Jesus to yell his name for him to come forth. Jesus ain't saying it for Lazarus. Jesus is saying it for those who are around so that they know that Lazarus coming out is a result of Jesus calling. He shouts, Lazarus, come here. Because this obstacle was no match for Jesus it was just an opportunity for God to get the glory 
And the Lord allowed me to be here this morning with an assignment to tell you that whatever your obstacle is, it is just an opportunity for God to get the glory. I don't mean to mess up your theology. But the reason you got the report from the doctor in the first place was neither because you had sinned or because the devil snuck past God. It was just an opportunity for God to get the glory. Maybe, just maybe the reason you're struggling like you are is because God has set you up as an opportunity for him to get the glory I get on your nerves I know it but I thank y'all for loving me and coming on anyway would you help me to close this and look at somebody and tell them your obstacle is an opportunity for his glory your pain is a platform for his power your misery is just a moment for him to be magnified your dilemma is just a chance to see his deliverance your sickness is not unto death it's for God's glory if you believe you'll get to see his glory don't worry about it you're going to be alright because it's working for your good and for his glory I know I'm in the word come here Joseph and testify I was thrown in a pit I got sent to prison for something I didn't do but I ended up in the palace for his glory come here Moses and tell your testimony I was born in the midst of genocide but I grew up in Pharaoh's palace I had to go back to the backside of the desert but I ended up leading God's people out of Egypt and out of bondage for his glory come here Daniel and testify I found myself in the lion's den but the lions left me alone and God kept me all night long for his glory come here Hebrew boys and testify we had to go through the fire but God was with us in the fire for his glory come here Job I can go all day come here Job and testify Job said I lost everything so that God could give me double for my trouble for his own glory I've got one more witness you already know where I'm going come here Jesus and tell your testimony can you hear Jesus?
testify I was spat on, I was beat down, I was ridiculed, I was whipped, I was crucified, I really died so much so that they buried me but the record is on the third day morning I got up with all power in my hands because my Friday obstacle was just a reason for God's Sunday opportunity I wish you would tell somebody what you're going through it's just God's time to shine you didn't tell anybody tell them what you're going through it's just God's time to shine he wants to use you for his glory he wants to use your situation to get the glory shine shine on me shine So let's wrap this up. In conclusion then, John said, I'm leaving you these seven miracles so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said, I'm only praying out loud for the benefit of the people around me that they may believe that you sent me. In conclusion, Mount Calvary, we've been studying all these weeks we've been looking at John all these weeks we've been looking at all these miracles to one end and one end only that you would believe that Jesus is who he says he is that we would believe that he can do what he says he can do that we would believe that we can have what he says we have. And I just have one question. Here is the test from everything we've studied. Do you believe? It's just a one question test. Do you believe? To him that believeth, all things are possible. To him that believeth, all things are possible. Whoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe that it will come to pass he'll have whatever he says whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they'll cast out devils in my name they'll speak with new tongues in my name they'll take up serpents in my name they'll drink anything and it won't hurt them in my name they'll lay hands on the sick 
and they shall recover if you believe. that we would read through them John said I really just want you to believe him and so my response is yes I believe he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him with his stripes were healed yes I believe no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper in every tongue that rises in judgment I'll condemn yes I believe my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus yes I believe and here it is the seed of the righteous shall be delivered yes I believe I'm blessed when I come out I'm blessed when I go in. My storehouse is blessed. My barn is blessed. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. Yes. I believe. One more, when I pass through the water, it won't overflow me. When I go through the fire, I won't be burned, yes. I believe. Okay, one more, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk, yes. I believe 
Okay, one more. When my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Yes. I believe. says he is and that by believing we could have life in his name there are people who criticize because I say all the time and I'm trying my best to live by it just live but listen why do I have to worry about life when I've got life in his name life in his name means I can just live because he's got it. Right? What's worrying me, what's bothering me is not a surprise to him. Now it may be an emergency to me. It is not an emergency to him. He's just as cool and calm as when I was before I got in it. But he knew I was coming in it before I got in it and had all, listen, when I got in the fire, he was already in there. I just want you to believe so you can have life in his name. Now that is the foundation for prayer. Because you'll pray differently. You'll pray differently when you understand that he is who he says he is. Right? Okay, I'm done. I'm, done. I'm not, but I'm going to put the mic down. Church is open. 
God has truly blessed us. Pastors have preached his own mighty all of us. Is there anyone that would like to join my carrying? You can hold your hand up and someone will come to you. That's the first call. She would like to join my carry. It's good church. God has truly blessed all of us. Come, whoever will, let him come to Jesus Christ. The second call is if someone uh, belongs to another church or have got out of church and would like to join my carry, we would be glad to receive you. You can hold your hand and someone will come to you. We would like to have you the wishes with us. Is there anyone? God bless us. Yes, sir. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We have often uh, the second call if someone would like to come and Give their life to Christ. You can come. Just hold your hand up and someone will come to you. Is there anyone? to make sure have uh, someone that would like to give on the tithes and offering. We got text to give 855-908-0710. Cash, fund, Mexican. Give five, text, give done. The deacon will be uh, on the door, I think about 30 minutes after church, if someone would like to still give the offering. Now we will have benediction. Stand. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling, and to the present face of before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and dimension, and power, both and for now and forever. Amen.
We would like for you to stay into your seats until the airship will direct you to the entrance. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.